jointly sponsored with Eilechov. Uh, again, we're very delighted to have our clan with us. First of all, I want to express my appreciation to Neri Yisrael, Rabbi Zobin, who unfortunately wasn't able to be here. But to the Gabayim, for everybody who helped arrange and facilitate this morning, and for all of you for coming. It's a very special thing because sometimes you find that, as far as Hanukkah goes, the main excitement for most people is in the beginning. Like the first night or the second night, people have their parties, and then pretty much as Hanukkah goes on, unfortunately, we sort of, we, we start to lose the excitement. It's hard to maintain such a high level of interest and excitement over the span of a few days. So to be able, not much the last possible opportunity outside of tomorrow morning, but at the very end to do something like this, you know, for me for sure, this halal was something very different qualitatively than the other halals I've had, Baruch Hashem. When you're able to sing with music and with a, with a chevra like this and an energy like this, it's just a different level. So on a personal level, I appreciate the, um, the opportunity to see out to the Shemaya. So I want to speak just for a few moments that we have together. By way of hachana, by way of preparation, it would seem strange to be preparing for Hanukkah on Hanukkah. But the tzaddikim say that tonight, the final night of Hanukkah, is a whole different world from the other days of Hanukkah, and it's worthy of its own preparation. Tonight, by the tzaddikim, was called Zois Hanukkah. This is Hanukkah which comes from tomorrow morning's reading, when we speak about Aaron HaKohen, and the Chanukas HaMezbeach. But the Sadiqim learns that whatever Chanukah is all the other days, on the eighth night, this is the pinnacle, the pinnacle, the pinnacle, whatever you can get out of Chanukah any of the other days, which according to the Arizal, recorded by the Shalak Kaddish and other Sadiqim, is itself, collectively, the Ni'ilah, of everything that began already, if you could still remember, Rosh Hashanah, or even before that, El, Rosh Hashanah, Seres and Yom Kippur, four days until Sukkot, Sukkot till Shemini Atzeres. The whole Hanukkah is an Ilah, is the final, final, final chasima, as it were, where we can mamish change everything, change everything. Zeus Hanukkah is the Ni'ilah of the Ni'ilah. It's the end of the end of the end of the end of the end. Even if a person feels that the whole Hanukkah went by and slipped through our fingers, Right now we have an opportunity in this gathering here in these moments to take a deep breath and to express a ratzon ta'kadosh baruch a desire to say, Master of heaven and earth, I want something. I want something for my life. I want everything that Hanukkah represents, that the candles are whispering to me. I want light and I want vibrancy and I want vitality and I want illumination and clarity and everything else that Hanukkah promises. That we're able to draw a realm Beyond, in the world, it's called by the Mekubalim, Bina, a realm beyond that we're going to speak about now a little bit. I want to draw that into my life. I want to feel transcendence. It's so hard here in London, isn't it? It's so hard. I mean, I'm coming from Yerushalayim, but I think even if you were born and bred here, it's very dark. It's a dark place. It's a wonderful, I'm saying the people are wonderful, but the weather and the winter, and it's waking up at nine o'clock in the morning and it's still dark. It's, it's, it's like, you know, I can't wake up late enough. It, it's, it's very, it's very hard. It's very, very hard. And we need an extra chizik, but you should know that the tzaddikim said, strangely enough, counterintuitively, 
Richard Meyer Morgenstern is actually from here, but Tzadik Yerushalayim said that from London, everything's going to start. From London, he said. He did say that. You know, so we have the potential dafka, and I want to speak about that now too for a bit. Dafka here. All of us need so much, and we want so much, and the main thing is not to give up. Not to give up. It matters not what stage of your life it is. There's no such thing as a stage in my life. There is no life. There's today. One day can change everything if it comes from an authentic, vulnerable place of believing that I can start now. I'm going to start now. So I want to invite you in this moment to start now and to prepare with hachanas for tonight so that when we sit in front of the candles, we have a little bit bigger of a vessel within which the blessing that's coming down from Shemaim can rest. All with Hashem's help is Yadr Hashemaya. I want to speak with you about the word zois, zot, this, zois Hanukkah. This is Hanukkah, we say, about the eighth night and the eighth day. The first time the word zois appears in the Torah is in the context of Chava. Chava is called Isha, Kimi Ish Lukacha Zois, right? Because in some way she was conjoined with Adam. And she's referred to by the word zois. Even grammatically in Hebrew, zos is the female of zeh. Right? Zeh is how we say something male. We point to a thing, a male object. And zos is the female tense or form of the word zeh. There's a feminine energy about zois. And the feminine energy is very interesting. Because on one level... In terms of the relationship between husband and wife, on one level, in the context of bringing children into the world, the Isha is mikabel. In a sense, there's an acceptance, there's a taking, there's a being given to. But then, ultimately, the Isha is this amazing, amazing, amazing concept, and it doesn't matter if you know, women or men, all of us have inside of us a male and a female energy. The energy of what it is to be a female and what it is to have feminine energy is to take what we're given and to give back something far, far more perfect, unimaginably more perfect. And so this conception of the woman as a taker is mamish, mamish, a very, very shallow perspective. It's on the contrary, there's a two-stage process. There's a taking, and then what happens within the womb is something that's miraculous. There's a development of whatever the woman was given, and then psh, a baby, a human being comes out. It's like, it's an incredible thing. That's the energy of what it is, the concept of the female, the feminine energy. And this is relevant to all of us, regardless of our gender identification. All of us, why? Because all of us collectively are a female, klape HaKadosh Baruch in relationship to, in relation to Hashem. HaKadosh Baruch on Har Sinai comes down and gives us the Torah. Chazal say, B'yayim Chasu Nasai, on the day of his wedding, a reference to Am Yisrael and Hashem. Zumat and Torah. Kadosh Baruch Hu married us. Torah Yaakov. It is an aspect of my Russia. But Chazal say Al Tikr my Russia. Don't read it. That it was a tradition. Ella It was the way in which Hashem married us. We are the bride in relationship to Hakadosh Baruch in relation to Hashem. So that means to say that if we are to understand ourselves as being permeated with that energy, in some sense, in relation to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we need to understand what our mission is in this world. What is our expectation? What does Hashem send us here for? What's our mandate? What's our mission? And the answer is, 
exactly that. Our mission is to take what we're given, which is this world, which isn't a very wonderful place on the surface level, is to take these pieces of the puzzle and to give back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu something more perfect. And is to suffer the birth pangs and the travails of labor, which is exactly what we're experiencing now, the ikvisa the Mashiach, at the very end, who here doesn't have a bundle of challenges and, and, and frustrations and difficulties and tragedies and traumas? This is, this is called life in 2022, borderline 2023. The world's gone mad. Mamish mad. It's very, very difficult because we are undergoing right now the birth pangs. The culmination of our efforts throughout history to make a bracha on a cup of coffee and to daven a halal like this with music, without music, but to daven a halal and to light Shabbos candles and to put on tefillin and to kindle the Hanukkah flames in all the different places where we've been throughout our exile. We've been taking what we're given and we've been shining it up. It's like a person, like a shoe shiner, you know? Takes the dirty, scruffy shoes and we've been just... This is what the Jewish nation has been doing for thousands of years. We've been shining up physicality. Now, each and every one of us on our own, and even collectively, we can't do the whole thing. We can't. The world is so massive. We're a tiny percentage of the population. So quantitatively, there's no way that we can make a brach on every cup of coffee and eat, you know, make a brach on every single Danish and, and light every single window with Hanukkah candles. We can't. But the truth is, that our power that we have is far greater than it appears. It's explosive, absolutely explosive. A person makes a brach on one cup of coffee, the, the Masil Sisharim says in, in the first parak, every cup of coffee all throughout the world just had an elevation. Because every cup of coffee is kalul, is in some way connected to this one. And is in some way connected to the cups that you have in front of you. And it doesn't just go for coffee. It's true also for water, right? For every kind of beverage and every kind of realization that we have that there's a master of heaven and earth who gave us this life, that he wants us to be conscious of him and not to get dragged down, and, uh, dragged down and bogged down by the appearance of the darkness of this world. This is our task. Of course the world's imperfect. There's a trend even, and I understand it. I hate to say, I, I do understand it. It's a very extreme trend. But today in our culture, there are people that don't want to bring children into the world because the world is, is, is such a... On the, on the surface, it's such a dark, difficult place. It's like, I'm not sure that it's, a, it's an act of chesed to bring a child into a world like this, even. But the truth is, and the question is, Adirabe, right? the exact contrast is the truth. If the world would be such a beautiful place that you can't wait to bring a child into the world, there would be no purpose for the child, there would be no purpose for you. The darker the world gets, the more we need children in the world. The more we need human beings, Am Yisrael, to be an Arla Goyim so that we could lift up the world, of course. There's a question mark? Excellent. You're the exclamation point. I mean, you're the answer. Of course there's darkness, but the darkness is here for you and I to illuminate. This is our job. This is our job. Now, one of the most emblematic elements of this experience of being a human being in this world that really encapsulates and captures the darkness of physicality vis-a-vis -vis the light of spirituality, or we can talk about the body vis-a-vis -vis the soul on every relative framework, physicality vis-a-vis -vis spirituality is that while the soul is one, sharing in the unity of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad, and the soul, we believe, is a chilek, in some way, is a portion of the divine. 
The soul is indivisible. The body is marked by disparity, by multiplicity. And so this arm is not this arm, right? And this leg is not this nose, and this ear is not this mouth. The body is spread over length and width, within space, with each part of the body having a different function. But the soul, which utilizes the body just like a driver utilizes a car, is a seeing, hearing, smelling, speaking, feeling being. All of it, all the time, indivisibly. When it imbues the body with life, it expresses its capacity to smell through the nose and its capacity to hear through the ears and its capacity to speak through the mouth and so on and so forth. In the same way, and Chazal make this mashal, it's not exactly accurate, but Hashem is the soul of the world. In the same way that HaKadosh Baruch Hu contains all of his midos as one, the way that we experience it is midas hachesed and the midas hadin and so on and so forth in different frameworks and circumstances as God, as it were, unfolds himself through history. And that means to say that the trouble with being human is the multiplicity of being human, is the disparity and the dissonance and the distance between one experience and the next, one stage of life and the next, one circumstance and the next. One action and another. One word and the thought that wanted to, say, wanted to really say something else but said, said something different than what one was thinking. It's an experience of fragmentation. That's what it is to be human. The job that we have is to move away from the Avodah Zarah of Eile Elohecha Yisrael, which was told to Am Yisrael by the Chet Egel. Eile, Eile means always Dissonance, disparity, these scattered world of night and day and winter and summer and, and up and down. The fragmentation of being human. To imbue that with the energy that's encapsulated by our nature, which hints to our mission, which is the word zos. Zos is just, is just this, this and nothing else. The male form of the word zos, Chazal comment on, by Az Yashir, when we said, Zeh keli vanveu, say Chazal, what's Zeh? Mara be'et they pointed with their fingers, also the Gemara at the end of Tainus. Hine zeh elikeinu kivinu To point to your finger at one thing, one essential point, one kernel of being, that then unifies everything else. That puts all of life into one perspective, into one frame, the Pasuk tells us in Yeshayahu, Lift your eyes on high. Uru'u and see me, bara, Eile. Eile is the world that we experience. Me is Echad Yachad Yuchad. Who created these? Only HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Lift your eyes on high doesn't mean walking around and looking at the sky the whole day. Which wouldn't be so bad, by the way. Not so bad to look at the sky. It means start to see the heaven in things. Start to look beyond the surface of what this world tells you that life is. There's more to life. There's more to life. I dare say there's more even to Yiddishkeit than the way that sometimes it's experienced. But there's more to life. Look at the heaven beyond the culture of the way the things are. Look beyond. Su'umareim eneichem. Look at the world with heavenly eyes. And then, uru'u, mi bara'ele. You'll see 
the unifying energy in everything, which the Zohar Kaddish tells us in one of the first few pages of the Zohar, and Akdama Tabarish, that's all I ever saw, just the few, first few pages. But he says over there that if you take the word me and you put it with the letters Ela, what word do you get? Elohim. Elohim is when you find the me in the Ela. Elohim is gematria, of course. Hateva, nature. Look beyond it. It's a facade. It's just a facade. Me bara Ela. This is our task. Zois. That wherever you point, you're pointing at a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Like Rav Levi Yitzhak Berdichever says, Rebbe Shalalam, you and I are playing hide and seek. I find you everywhere. This is what the Berdichever said. I find you everywhere, Rebbe Shalalam. The Gemara at the end of Tainus, which we referenced, says that at the end of days, Hashem will make a circle for the tzaddikim. Everybody will point with their fingers saying, Zeh, this is, this is a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Says of Label Eger, in the name of his grandfather, Abakiva Eger, Taras Emes. He says, what kind of business is this? Everybody's pointing. But if you have a circle of people, if all of us are pointing, from where we're sitting in a circle, everybody's pointing in a different direction. I'm pointing there. If you're sitting over there, you're pointing this way. And everybody's pointing all over the place. He says, that's the point. No pun intended. Right? That's the point. That is the point. That is Zeus. Zeus, ha point. Right? That's it. Wherever you point. That's the, that's the otherworldly realization. It's all HaKadosh Baruch. This is it. So now. If this is our mission and mandate... How is this encapsulated in tonight? Amish tonight. Until next year, we're not having Hanukkah again. Tonight is it. This is it. Invest in tonight. It's always a chaval a little bit when people have parties on the eighth night. Not because it's not as great to have parties, but the parties start a little bit too early sometimes. You have to light and then you have to run out. Try as much as, be a little late to the party. Try to sit in front of the candles and to look. I'm going to try my best just to look at those flames. There's so much potential in tonight. We're doing hachana for it. How is tonight the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate encapsulation of everything we're speaking about? So very briefly, there's a machlekes between Beishamah and Beishilah, famously. And the machlekes regards how to go about lighting the menorah. Of course, Beishamah holds poiches v'hoilech which would be a pretty depressing way to light, right? You start eight the first night, and then every night you're taking one away. And then Beis Hillel, which is how we paskin, says, Maisefeilich. means you add a flame every night. Until the last night, of course, this is our, <coughs> our alacha. This is how we light. Maisefeilich. And the Gemara tells us that the reason for Beis Hillel's shita is because of this Talmudic klal, this rule, when we're doing something holy, we always want to ascend in holiness. And we don't take away. Listen to this. Wish I could learn the whole piece with you inside. It's like 10 pages. Just say it very, very, very briefly. Just the point. He says, what are they arguing about? What's the depth of this machlokas? What does it mean? He says there are two perspectives on revelation. 
Two perspectives on spiritual illumination, on light. He says one perspective, and he traces this back to the earliest, earliest dawn of creation, Mamish. I mean, this, you could find the root of these two perspectives as far back as the Eitz HaChaim and the Eitz HaDas Tovara and beyond, and Kabbalistically beyond, but at least from there. He says one perspective holds that the greater the illumination is, the more you have to hide it away. So the more that it's only fitting for those that are ra'oi, for those that are deserving of it. And so the deepest teachings of Torah, you have to conceal them from the masses. You have to close them away. You have to set limits and say, you can only open the safer if you're 80, you know, or 40 or whatever it is. You have to close, you have to shut it away, hide it from people. He says, this is the shita of Beis Hillel, of Beis Shammai rather. Beishamah is associated with Midas Haddin. Midas Haddin is concealment. Midas Haddin is severity. Midas Haddin is the one where they come to Hillel and they say, they come to Shammai, rather, Gaireni, make me a ger. And he was, he chases them away by Amas Habinyan. Amas Habinyan is the building. He says, you haven't built enough. It's, it's not tall enough, this building. Go away. Din. Feel free to leave whenever you, whenever you need to. I'm just going to go on for a little bit longer, if that's okay. Feel free to go. I'll, I'll speak even if there's nobody here. My wife knows that. That's, that's <laughs> so, so just a little, just a little bit longer. So this is the Indian of of Beis Shammai. Ah, Beis Hillel is the opposite shita. Beis Hillel holds Adarab of Adarab. On the contrary, the greater the revelation, who do you think we have a revelation for? It's for those that need it the deepest. Those that are the most desperate for Kedusha. The most desperate. Those for whom nothing else seems to be working. They are yearning for the deepest, deepest, deepest lights. The highest, most exalted secrets of the Torah. In a healthy way. He says, both Beis Hillel and Beis Shammai agree that every night the Hanukkah goes on the nace gets bigger and bigger and bigger. That's <laughs> of course, right? Because if you light oils and it lasts for one day and it lasts for two days, okay, it's one thing. Three days and then four days and five days. Every day goes on. The nace is so much bigger. Says Beishamai, ah, there's a greater revelation of light. I have to take away one. I have to take away one every night because the less we're showing to the people. It's too exalted. It's too holy. I have to take one away. Beis Hillel holds Adarabah. If you have Kodesh, you have something holy, Malin Kodesh. Lift people up with the holiness. Lemuritin, don't push people down. Don't push people away with your Kedusha. If you have something so exalted, share it with people. There's no bar, there's no Shemra Pesach. Everybody's able to come in. Adarabah. The people that are not fitting and know they're not fitting are the most fitting for the Torah of the soul. For Kabbalah, for Hasidus, for Panemius Hatayra, they're the most fitting for it. And this, of course, was the sheet of the Baal Shem Tev. We need to use these teachings, dafka for the people that are the simplest, because they need it the most. They need it the most. We look around tonight when Alpi Beis Hillel, the greatest lights are shining, and it must be because it's the greatest darkness. It must be because, in a certain way, Tonight is the darkest night of the year. Happens to coincide with a certain holiday. But I'm not saying, but 
in a certain way, tonight is Mamish the darkest, darkest night there is. The darkest night there is. And Beis Hillel says, you know something? Seems to you like life is a little bit dark. It seems to you like you're drowning in a sea of disparate multiplicity and, dis- and, 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 you, and there's no unity to life and you're fragmented and you're frazzled and you're lost and you're confused. Zeiss. That's exactly where the greatest, greatest lights are coming down to reach you. That's exactly where if su'umareim enechem, if we'll elevate our perspective, re'umi bara'ele, that's where you can reveal the presence of the Creator. When life is falling apart, that means Hashem is gifting you the opportunity to put life together, simple as it is. So a lot of people, they freak out when things aren't going well. That, why should things go well? Of course things aren't going well. It's called life. It's called life. And Hashem invests us with the tools to stand up and to say, ah, it's tough. The tough get going, right? This is exactly where we shine. Kishoshana, like a rose, dafka, bein And in that way, and with this, we finish. We're saying this morning, Evan ma'asu ha'boinim, the stone that was despised by the builders. This world that I'm sure the malachim are laughing at, cast away, it's so dark and dismal and dreary and lowly and, 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 and dysfunctional and, and painful. And be'emes it is, it is, it's true. This world will at the end of days be revealed as having been the pinnacle of the revelation of godliness to those that had the eyes to see it. To those that had the eyes to be able to look deeper and to be able to understand that one moment can encapsulate eternity as long as it's not some silly, shallow, transactional interaction where it's a real moment between a husband and wife, a real moment between parent and child. One kiss on the forehead when you're putting him to sleep. That moment is forever that moment. There's nothing higher in the world. One whispered tefillah from the depth of despair. One feeling inside, Rebbe Shalom, I want to be a little bit better. That's, that's the highest thing there is. There's nothing more glorious. You need to develop the eyes. I need to develop, I hope I can develop one day the eyes to be able to see life in this way. And then the next Pasuk, with this we end, we say, Me'es Hashem Hoysa Zeis. Me'es Hashem Hoysa Zeis. This this experience of being able to find the me in the Eila, to be able to turn Eila Lehecha Yisrael into Ze Hashem Kivinu Lai. Me'es Hashem Hashem. somehow I see everything was wrapped up into your plan. And when things weren't going my way, they were going yours. Kiniflos Beineinu. And this is a wondrous way to live. A wondrous way to live. And so, Siata Deshmaya, I'm here only for a few months. I mean, I've been here for a few months. Be'ez Hashem, we're here. I hope not indefinitely. I, we're going back to Yerushalayim tonight, all of us. But for the days, Be'ez Hashem, that I am here, this is a little bit my mission. And the mission of Elecha, the organization, was mentioned, which is part of Jewish Futures, Rabbi Naftali Schiff, but it's, it's not a Kirov organization. I mean, it is a Kirov organization. It's for, it's for me. I'm, I need Kirov. You know, it's not, it's not like for, quote-unquote, Bali Jew. It's for, it's for every Jew, for every, every Jew that wants to connect to a spark of depth, of something deeper beyond the surface, that wants to live a life where it's not just, you know, davening, tefillin on, tefillin off, and Shabbos, because it's Shabbos, but mamish the soul of living. 
We only have one life here. We only have one Yiddishkeit to live. It should be with so much fire and so much warmth and so much depth. It should be everything to us. It should be everything to me. That's a little bit our mission. And so if you enjoy the Halal, but Israel Hashem, every month we do at 379 Hendon Way, usually Tzvasikin, so that we can get to work uh, right after at nine o'clock. Um, but every month we have a Halal there. If you'd like to join us, it would be our greatest privilege to open to men and women. And... Um, Bezer Hashem, maybe, I don't know if, if you can share, if there's some kind of chat, but you can share the subscription link, Teilecha, so that if anybody wants to stay in touch with events and shiurim and other learning opportunities, be our greatest privilege in the world to continue this journey with you that hopefully we started today and we'll solidify by the candles tonight, Bezer Hashem. Freilich and Chanukah and good chaydash. Thank you all. Thank you.